It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You're listening to Off the Bench with Scott Sattler and Benny Jones for Kubota diesel generators for serious backup power. Big Four. Book now at bigfour.com.au and first choice liquor for all your liquor needs. Well, we must be doing something right, Sats, with this show because we have got the sponsors lining up ready to get involved. And, well, why wouldn't they? Because it's an exciting season 2018 in the National Rugby League. The weekend has arrived Friday night. Good to talk to all of our wonderful listeners and your good self, Sats. How are you, mate? Going all right? Very good, Benny. Very good. Yes, it's um, the first six weeks uh, to say it's been interesting would be uh, an understatement. <laughs> we've not only had great action on the field, we've had unpredictable sides that are now leading the competition and especially the Dragons at 0-6. But also we've started to have some controversy off the field as well with the Manly (laughs) Seagulls, which us as rugby league fans like to always play into as well. So, yeah, as always, all sport, but most importantly rugby league. It's... uh, Never a dull moment. I reckon if you left the country a uh, week before the NRL season started, based on everything we spoke about in pre-season, teams that were expected to challenge, and you've just landed back in the country, so six weeks later, and you looked at the ladder, it'd be the old Mr. Squiggle, upside down, upside down. You'd be looking at it, you see the likes of North Queensland and, and Parramatta, who I know you were very keen on pre-season. Yeah. They're, they're the bottom two sides. And, and then you've got uh, the Warriors, uh, maybe less so the Dragons, but I guess for them to be undefeated to this stage has surprised plenty. It has been crazy, and it's it's a very open season, it seems. It has. You know, to see the West Tigers, Warriors, and the Dragons yeah. at the top of the table, and also <laughs> the, the Gold Coast Titans just sitting at ninth position, just mm. out of the top eight. And um, and based on points, they're equal with, with a lot of teams, uh, most notably the Storm, who are yeah. sitting in sixth position. So many predicted the West Tigers and the, and the Titans may fight out for the wooden spoon. Now... We don't know how the rest of the season is going to pan out, pan out, but what we do know is the Gold Coast Titans, the West Tigers, and the Warriors are, uh, are really impressing everyone. I'm, I'm really impressed with what the Titans are doing. They're gutsy, yep. they're resilient, and um, under new coach Garth Brenning, they're doing some very good things. Well, what a weekend we've got ahead of us. Uh, before we even get to Saturday, Sunday's matches, there's a huge one getting underway in about an hour's time. We cannot Massive. wait for this. Uh, great rivalry. Let's get into it. This is called our Friday Night Preview, and it's thanks to 7-Eleven. Let's get an NRL update for 7-Eleven. Tackle your lunchtime hunger at 7-Eleven. Good call. Oh, I've got a feeling this one might be up your alley too, Sats. The new Oak Lime Spider. Are you a fan of the spiders? You know what? I was never a big spider fan growing up as a kid. <laughs> yeah. I was a big Spider Everett fan as a St Kilda supporter in the AFL, and then I followed him when he went to the yeah, Swans. But yeah, as, yeah. in regards to the drink, I was never a huge Spider fan. Well, this will t- Yeah, I don't mind a good Spider. I'm a bit of a cola man myself, cola Spider. But then again, uh, I shouldn't probably be indulging too much with the sweet tooth and uh, a couple of cavities that I'm probably struggling with at the moment. But I tell you what, this is worth checking out for $3, only $3, the new Oak Lime Spider, only at 7-Eleven. That is a good Cool. Broncos Storm Sats, uh, a promoter's mm. dream. You know why it's a dream? Because you don't need to put in a hell of a lot of work to promote this game. The game, the two teams, the clubs, the coaches, the stars, they really sell themselves. And at Suncorp tonight, another great chapter of this wonderful sporting rivalry will unfold. 
Yeah, really the fourth Queensland side the Storm because they have unearthed and also produced so many great Queensland players over the years. So when the Storm do go to town at Suncorp Stadium, the, the Queensland fans, they really feel as though it's a trial match for who's going to be picked <laughs> for origin. Yeah, but it also the rivalry also sits in the coaches' box as well mm-hmm. because we know that Craig Bellamy, he was given his first opportunity as a full-time coach, strength and conditioning coach at the Brisbane Broncos under Wayne Bent back in... Might have been 1998, I think it may have been. He was taken from the Canberra Raiders, where he's a lower-grade coach. So spending so much time under Wayne Bennett, then he got his opportunity at the Melbourne Storm in 2003, has been able to produce some of our all-time great players. Fantastic uh, history. Probably, I think he will end up being our greatest ever coach in the game. Uh, So that rivalry also uh, extends to the coach's box because as a coach, you naturally always want to bring out the best and also have that hunger to beat your old side and it's no different to Wayne Bennett he also wants to beat his protégés hmm. so it's um it's all always got a, an interesting an interesting um topic every time the Melbourne Storm and Brisbane and even more so Benny this week yep because of course and it's happened in the week it's always it's been sitting around for about two or three weeks the, the talk of Craig Bellamy possibly when he comes off contract going to the Brisbane Broncos and being the successor to Wayne Bennett now, Wayne Bennett's got another contract till the end of 2019 season. But this has reared its ugly head again, this discussion, mm. on the week that they both play each other. Perfect timing by the media. <laughs> and a promoter's dream, as you said, that doesn't need promoting even further. But, um, yeah, to to have this discussion all of a sudden, all of a sudden um, come to light this week, um, it's, I suppose it's, it's ruffled the feathers of Wayne Bennett a little bit. Yeah. And... Um, and probably added to the discussion even more so when Craig Bellamy has come out during the week saying, hey, listen, if they're interested in me, mm. love to be able to sit down and talk. Fair enough, too. Uh, I want to talk to you about the halves pairings of both sides, but particularly Brisbane's, they've been sort of chopping and changing around. Maybe they've found the formula. Wayne's had to go against his word from earlier on in the season regarding Cody Nicarima. Um, obviously going to be crucial to the outcome of tonight's game. How do you see it playing out? Well, you know, you talk about the halves, and I, I know a lot of people have been critical and our good friend Gary Belcher has been critical of <laughs> Wayne Bennett because at the start of the year, when and three or four rounds in, when everyone was questioning whether Cody Nicarima and Milford were the right halves combination, yeah. and Wayne said, yes, they'll be the halves combination for the for the rest of the year. And then all of a sudden, an injury to Nicarima opens up the opportunity for a replacement. They have a really classy win against the Warriors, and that's the same lineup this week, and Nicarima's on the bench. I'll tell you what I'll liken it to, Benny. You know when you've had a recipe for a dish for so many years yep. and you just know it's tried and tested. Yep, gets the job done. Y- you love it. Yep. And then <laughs> It's my spaghetti bolognese. Sudden, <laughs> yeah. gotcha. All of a sudden you talk to someone that says, have you ever added yeah. some chilli or some pepper? And you do it and you go, you know what? This is better. It tastes better. <laughs> and that becomes your recipe yeah. from that day on. I like that. It's no different to selecting in rugby league. When the opportunity arises based on whatever's put in front of you, um, you make a decision and you decide whether it's the right one after that and it was the right decision and it's a sliding doors moment possibly for the Brisbane Broncos for the rest of the year. So um, yeah, interesting halves combination. Jack Bird is a natural rugby league player, needs to have his hands on the ball mm. and on the other side of the fence you've got Riley Jackson's come in for the young Brody Croft who is spending some time in second grade and, and Riley Jackson is a mature rugby league player, can guide the team around the field and then that allows... Cameron Munster to do what he does. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And it's a great analogy you use with selections and cooking because I used to think my speedy bolognese was world class until someone told me to 
at a dash of red wine, and mate, that just set it off into another stratosphere. Don't you worry about that. And hey, chili flakes, even if you don't like chili. Yeah, I might give that a go. We'll see how uh, how we uh, how we attack the spaghetti bolognese next time around. Uh, the, the rivalry that we spoke about, it is a fascinating one because. As you said, uh, these guys, a lot of these guys, teammates for three games in the middle of every season. A lot of Queensland representation there, but they have to park that naturally. Mates become enemies for 80 minutes of football. And there's, there's been some, some great matches between these two in recent seasons. And very rarely, Sats, do we see blowouts when these two come together. Well, the Me- Melbourne Storm, they hold the ledger between both these sides. And over recent years, they've, they've won convincingly. In Even the at Suncorp. Yeah, it's always yeah. been an arm wrestle for about 60 minutes, but just the class and superiority of the Melbourne Storm end up you know, getting the biscuits. But um, you know, this rivalry probably, it dates back to 2004. That's the year after, sorry, 2003 when Bellamy started at Melbourne. Mm. But I think from an on-field rivalry, had a good chat to Brent Tate, our good friend Brent Tate, who obviously won a premiership with the Broncos in 2006, and they beat the Melbourne Storm yeah. that night. Highly controversial that game still today. They were the underdogs because the Melbourne Storm. Yeah, well, the Melbourne Storm believe they scored a try that was disallowed. So to this day, it's they always <laughs> have a bit of a grudge with the Brisbane Broncos. And, and then there was the wrestling tactics that that uh, the Melbourne Storm basically everyone was using it, but the Melbourne Storm took it to a brand new level of how to slow the game down. And and Wayne Bennett came out and criticised uh, <laughs> about the the wrestling tactics when. Craig Bellamy actually learnt those tactics at the Brisbane Broncos when he was there, so he thought it was a hypocritical comment. <laughs> so it's just continued yeah. to stew. But every time they meet, there's a lot of feeling. And um, But I, I'd liken the the rivalry to probably date back to that 2006 yep. grand final, most of all. So uh, get out your crystal ball here, Sats. Obviously, kickoff not far away. How, how do you see... The match unfolding tonight when we take into account that both sides have been sort of up and down on the roller coaster of the opening six weeks of the season. We're yet to see either really, I think, hit their straps. Uh, It is a home game for the Broncos. That should have them starting as favourites. The bookies will tell us otherwise. What is Scotty Sattler's thoughts ahead of this big, big game? Well, I think think the Melbourne Storm will win. Mm. Um, And I think they'll win because... The way they played last week when they beat the Newcastle Knights, they were probably at about 80%. They had a really good 65 minutes of the 80-minute period. Um, they admit that they weren't uh, they weren't at their classiest, but yep. they just did enough to win just through this massive forward pack they've got. Now, one thing the Broncos don't have is a big forward pack. And and it, it's not the be-all and end-all, but it sometimes if you can have that search-and-destroy mm. mentality in the early 15 or 20 minutes, you can create a really good platform for the rest of the game. So, you know, the Brisbane Broncos last week, they got back to that old defensive regime that was they've been so famous for, the Brisbane Broncos, but they're coming up against a, um, a completely different outfit in the Melbourne Storm. I think the Melbourne Storm will win. I think they'll win by anywhere from 16 to 18, Benny. Oh, wow, okay. Mm. Uh, a bit of a one-sided result there, but as always, expecting it tight early and then maybe the storm to uh, blow it out late on in the game. There you go. Sats, you can have a little bit of a spell thanks to 7-Eleven. Tackle your lunchtime hunger. Good call. Still to come. I've got some work for you, though. We're going to review last night's game, which uh, I think you've woken up from. You might have had a little bit of a snooze at some stage, but you may even look at it from another point of view as to why it was a really, really intriguing contest between the Bulldogs and the Roosters at ANZ Stadium. We'll rip into a great debate and Scotty Sattler's tips for the remainder of Round 7. But before we get to the break, uh, I might catch up with Andrew Fay from PointsBet. Let's get the latest in all things league betting odds. 
let's launch into the latest NRL betting odds for PointsBet. Introducing 20-point payout on NRL games all season. Oh, yeah. Very, very popular betting option, that. Thanks to PointsBet. 20-point payouts on all NRL games all season. Joining us is Andrew Fay. Andrew, uh, great to talk to you. Huge game coming up tonight. A great rivalry between these two sides. Uh, they might be separated by some state lines, but, uh, of course, origin teammates from time to time. The Broncos and Storm, it, it pretty much sells itself, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It's, it's going to be an awesome game. And punters have had had trouble splitting them lately, actually. We, we thought more money had come for the Broncos. They've been outsiders, $2.30. Mm. Melbourne are $1.62. The line's 3 and a half, so giving away 3 and a half if you want to back the Storm. And the total's at 38. So... Uh, pretty even betting contest. Mm. We thought money was going to come for the Broncos, but it has been more storm early in the week. Uh, point spreads, always a popular betting option when it comes to a lot of sports, but uh, namely NRL. Very rarely, Andrew, do we see blowouts when these two sides come together. Very rarely. So if I was to say uh, the storm to win in a, in a tight contest, a low-scoring type of a battle, what sort of uh, betting odds can you give me? What have been some of the maybe popular betting choices made by punters for this particular game? Well, that is actually a very popular. Storm 1 to 12 has been one of the most popular markets that we've had all week. That's paying $2.90 at the moment. So you can get two ninety about a Storm 1 to 12 win. Mm. If uh, if you also do like them in a low-scoring one, you might want to take Storm minus 3.5 under 39.5. That has been well-backed also. It's into $3.45, that one. Another one that we often offer is margin total. So yep. if you want to take, take the Storm 1 to 12, and under 39 and a half, ah. you'd be looking at $5 there. So $5 is pretty juicy if you think it's going to be under 40 points in a, a tight storm win. All right. Uh, let's also talk about, now this I imagine is a fascinating market at the moment with pre-season premiership contenders wallowing towards the bottom of the table and surprise packets like the Warriors and yeah, the Dragons that have emerged up near the top. What's the premiership betting market looking like, Andrew? Yeah, so it's very, very tight at the top of the market. So hmm. nothing separates the Roosters, Dragons, and Storm. All of them are right around the $6 mark. We've held more money on the Dragons than any other team over the last couple of weeks there, but uh, they were $21 at the start of the year. So $6 for any of those three teams. Penrith have actually been the big firmers as well over the last couple of weeks. They're into $9. So Maloney obviously going yeah. great guns for them. Um, it's clear he comes back later in the year as well. So... The Warriors as well, big movers, drifted a little bit over the over the weekend, $13 for the Warriors. So mm. you can write your own ticket for uh, a lot of the, the teams down the bottom, Manly, Parramatta, Newcastle, Gold Coast. They're all sort of $51. All right. And just before we let you go, Andrew Fay with us here for PointsBet, uh, a wonderful NRL promo. It's uh, something you wanted to inform our listeners and uh, punters alike out there about. How it works, if your team scores 20 points, regardless of if you win the game, we're going to pay you out as a winner. So... Even if you lose 30 to 20, you're going to be paid out as a winner because you've scored 20 points or more. So uh, if you think your team's going to get to 20 points, back them with us. And if they do, you're going to win your bet. And we all win because it means there's been some free-flowing rugby league played with tries and points galore. That's what it's all about, thanks to points bet with that 20-point payout on all NRL games right throughout the 2018 season. Andrew, thanks so much for your time. Huge weekend of sport ahead. Uh, and, of course, leading into next week with some Anzac Day matches as well. Should be an absolute beauty. Enjoy it. We'll catch you same time next week. Thank you. Andrew Fay there from PointsBet. A quick break. Thursday night review of the clash between the Dogs and the Roosters. That's coming up for you next. Thanks to Kubota Diesel Generators providing reliable, constant backup power you need when you need it. And first choice liquor. 
This is Off The Bench for Kubota Diesel Generators. Big Four. Book now at bigfour.com.au and First Choice Liquor. This is Off The Bench for Kubota Diesel Generators. Big Four. Book now at bigfour.com.au and First Choice Liquor. Oh, we are powered by Kubota, those diesel generators for serious backup power. First choice liquor as well for all of your liquor needs. Let's talk about last night's, uh, Thursday night's clash that, uh, well, flat for many, intense and intriguing for others. Scotty Sattler, you were there calling the game at ANZ Stadium. 6-0. It's not, it wasn't a game of soccer. <laughs> this is a game of NRL. And uh, it was the dogs that were unable to impact the scoreboard. The Roosters holding on for a gritty win. Most didn't like it. You might have been in another camp. What did you make of it? I think I'm in the minority. Uh, at first, when we were calling the game, it was quite exciting to call, actually, because you're just expecting something to happen. The Bulldogs, they retained possession. We'll try inside the possession. first five minutes. We thought it was going to be a, a high-scoring game, probably when Latrell, Latrell Mitchell, Mitchell yeah. Fourth minute, really yep. classy try. You said, oh, this is beautiful. This is going to be like 32-26. <laughs> it's going to go down to, the, down, down to the wire. Well, it did go down to the wire. Yeah, yeah it did. <laughs> in a... In a I suppose in another facet, um, I, I didn't mind the game. I, I liked it in a sense that if you're a rugby league purist, and, and Trent Robinson, I see in the press conference, actually used the same yep. the same phrase. If you're a rugby league purist, you would have enjoyed that game. And what he means with that, I think, is two two ways to explain that. If you're a purist, doesn't matter what the result is or what it's like uh, from a, a viewing point of view, you just love rugby league. That's a purist. Yep. Just you're getting to watch the greatest yep. game of all. Yep. Another purist also represents and respects a game that's built on defence, mm-hmm. which sometimes we forget about how important those games are in our game because um, the Dogs, they had a lot of possession. They were pedestrian at times, but they also threw plenty at the Roosters in a lot of uh, attacking raids. But the Roosters were just so resilient. Mm. Um, interesting enough, I a really, really good quote from... From Luke Keary, the number six, the 5-8 the for the Roosters, you said the last five minutes was the most physically fatigued he's ever been in his footy career wow. to date. And yep, yep. I suppose that talks about the intensity and also not only the physical intensity, just the psychological intensity that you've got to go through and, and the control you've got to show to be able to, to hold a team out that just keeps, just keeps flooding at you on the trial line while your heels are standing on the trial line you've just got to continue to just absorb so much pressure and try and come back with something when you've got the ball in your hand so you know when you when you're losing games and you're not at your best like the roosters have been Mm. they haven't been at their greatest the roosters the best way to get back on the horse is just for a really good tough defensive mentality and that's what they did last night so that's the reason why i like the game Mm. because you know, when I played, I tried to revolve my game around defence. And I suppose by watching that game last night, yep. I really respected the way that Trent Robinson's side psychologically were able to turn the clock back in the side in a, in a sense of seven days after the defeat mm. by the by the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Six 0 at half time. That's how it finished up at full time. Latrell Mitchell with all six points. Only one line break for the entire game for both sides. Uh, numerous errors and. The lowest score in 173 meetings between the two. <laughs> Where did you get that stat from? Oh, I've just been spending too much time on social media. Sats, you know me. I come up with a couple from time to time. Speaking hey, of Benny, stats, yes, You sats. talk about Latrell Mitchell. Yes. Okay, you talk about Latrell Mitchell. Now, this kid is 19 years of age. Yeah, he's six foot three at believe. the moment. Yeah. He, has, he hasn't stopped growing. He'll end up being <laughs> a six foot four, six foot fiver. 
and just an amazing athlete. Now, I suppose when you talk about origin, state of origin, where's New South Wales going? Everyone's mm-hmm. on, on trial at the moment. And and Latrell Mitchell plays in that left-centre position, um, being likened to, of course, Greg Inglis, and plays so much yep. like Greg Inglis when they're at the same age. And, and I, I was speaking to Brent Tate, and... I suppose one of your greatest referrals about whether you could handle Origin or what would you be like in Origin would come from a another Origin legend yep. who's been there and done that. And as an outside back and one of the legends of the game, Brent Tate, I said, Latrell Mitchell, what do you make of him? Like, is he busy enough? Is he is he ready? And is he made for Origin? What do you think? And he said, if I had to defend Latrell Mitchell in Origin, mm. I'd be absolutely crapping myself <laughs> it's a fairly that's coming from high a bit of praise so <laughs> you'd probably try and you don't try and make that too much public when it comes from a no, no, no. but yeah this is how destructive this kid is yeah, now yeah. and i i just shudder to think what this kid is going to be it, like at the age of 26 well on that note is there is there such a thing as too young for state of origin or like i guess that tady and, and even i think yourself are alluding to that you won't know until the kid gets thrown into the furnace. He might rise to the occasion. He might struggle and need a couple more years to develop. But I suppose from where New South Wales are coming from, is it a risk worth taking? Um, New South Wales have to be really calculated about their decisions. Mm. And you know, we've spoken about it during the week, haven't we, Benny? Where we read with interest Brad Fittler, Danny Badiris and Greg Alexander have been yep. picking a team every week and updating that based on form. And that's what they have to do. They have to pick their New South Wales team based on form and not on past achievements or past loyalties yep. or uh, where they sit within the culture of the New South Because what's happened in the last 10, 11, 12 years hasn't worked. No. So, you know, they have to reinvigorate Origin. And I think Brady, Freddie Fittler can do that. Mm. Um, and Latrell Mitchell, is he's, he's done enough to be picked. Yeah. Um, is he too young no because it's about the physicality and and how you are within your aggression within the game and whether you are you play at a physical nature that you'd be mm-hmm. able to handle the the arena of origin and, and he would he'd handle it easy all right well let's take you back to last night uh, brenton speed alongside scotty sattler gary belcher and brent tate we're calling the action the roosters six the bulldogs nil here were some of the best moments as long as you have a bit of a go at it, they're fine. It's only when you roll it back touch footy style. No penalty. You should be penalised. It should have been. been all right. The boys watching the replays thanks to car sales. Number one for cars. So the Roosters off the back of that penalty. Have it inside the red zone now. Keary left side for Tedesco. Latrell Mitchell hard to contain. He's straight through Latrell for the opening try of the Knights. He was too hot to handle. The 20-year-old, he's playing some of his best footy. Latrell Mitchell, 20 from 27 with the boot this season. Make it 21 from 28. He adds the extras, and with five and a half minutes gone at ANZ, it's the Sydney Roosters 6, the Bulldogs nil. He's going to go crossfield kick instead. Orbison trying to get there, and takes it, and he's collared in midair. That'll be a penalty, won't it? It's out the back to Cronk. They might score a try. They will. Ferguson gets it down in the corner this time. Well, it all happened on that play. They're going to go upstairs, but you can't see anything wrong with it. You can't see why they'll target off the Roosters. The decision, you can't quite hear it on our effects microphone, but the Dogs fans are reacting. So they've assessed it back in the bunker just the same way as our Red Energy expert commentator Scott Sattler and Gary Belcher have, thanks to Red Energy. And it's going to be Bulldogs ball. Should be a handover. 22 seconds to go. 
Dogs keeping it alive. Holland now, 25 out. Oh, high shot was there. Doesn't really matter now. Gets an offload away. Morris, the milestone man. Oh, he's coughed oh. it up. Latrell winds up with it. The Roosters have it, and that's game over. Why is Latrell Mitchell flicking that ball out the back with no time on the clock? Full-time oh. siren sounds. The Dogs fans got really excited when Josh Morris had the ball. He was searching, trying to make something happen in game number 250. Then it came out of his grasp, found Latrell Mitchell, who knew he had the backup plan of a knock-on against the Dogs. He was fine. He tried an adventurous pass. There are players strewn all over ANZ Stadium from both sides. Too tired to celebrate the Roosters and the Bulldogs. Well, they've had plenty of opportunities to score points tonight, unable to just because of the the resilience of this Roosters defensive line that they didn't have last week against the Rabbits. But a very impressive display here by the Roosters, just truly, truly winning a game through pure defence. The Great Debate for Kubota. Diesel generators for serious backup power. Yeah, they are indeed. Uh, reliable, constant backup power you need when you need it most. Scotty Sattler, great debate time. Let's uh, spend a couple of minutes on this. Uh, we could spend a whole hour on it, to be hmm. honest. But uh, the the issues at Manly, uh, they've had some issues this season, haven't they? Salary cap and players probably just uh, not quite delivering when needed most. Some good performances, some poor performances being booed by their own crowd. But uh, this stuff with Jackson Hastings, and now as we're hearing in the last sort of 24 hours or so, the involvement, the role played by their star, Daly Cherry Evans. I've got to ask you the simple question. How? It's probably not a simple question, Sats. How, how do you think Manly have handled this, this little dilemma? Mm, yeah, when it first came to light, Benny, uh, and again, we spoke about this during the week, Yep. I, I like that Trent Barrett came out and fronted the media and took all the load onto his shoulders, mm-hmm. uh, spoke on behalf of the playing group, and was honest in his opinion about the role that Jackson Hastings plays in the club, and also whether his future at the club is one that could be warranted. And I, I, I found it, I found his honesty refreshing. Yeah. At the time. Mm. Now that there's been two or three days that have sort of unfolded, uh, we're probably seeing a little bit more to this story and. Oh, I think that press conference may come back and haunt yeah. Trent Barrett and his club. Yeah, this has the ability to vi- to divide this club. Yeah, it certainly does. Kubota diesel generators for serious backup power. It's fascinating what uh, type of impact it might have on the Seagulls come Sunday as they take on a side themselves under siege. Parramatta are probably sitting back rubbing their hands thinking, how good's this? We're Norton 6 and no one's talking about us right now because Manly, unfortunately, is stealing all the wrong headlines. You know what, Benny? I was, I was at a club, the Panthers, in 2001 and... We, had a ter- we were having a terrible year. We ended up winning the Wooden Spoon, and it didn't surprise me because mm. there was a, a, a faction of the small faction of the playing group that were questioning the, the credibility of some of the officials and also our head coach and conditioner. Yeah, right. So with about six or eight weeks to go before the end of the season, we could just feel something in the playing group was something was happening. There was a small divide that was happening. There was players being identified that they could... They could sit on one side of the fence in mm-hmm. regards to mm-hmm. making a change in the in the coaching office, and I didn't agree with what was happening on the way that it was happening. Um, and a few of, few of us believed the same, and it, it did. It divided the club to the point where it affected our performances on the field. And like I said, we ended up getting the wooden spoon. And yes, there was a change in the in the coaching ranks, and 
yes, in hindsight, it was probably the right decision. It's yep. not what was done, it was how it was done. And I think um, Manly need to tread very carefully here um, because, one, it could divide the club. Two, we've got a young man that, that may feel as though that he has the rights to say that he's been bullying and harassed mm-hmm. in the workplace. And... Um, yeah, this could go further. All right. Well, we'll get to a break here on Off the Bench for Kubota and for First Choice Liquor for all your liquor needs. Plenty of shows still to come. Stick around. This is Off the Bench for Kubota diesel generators. Big Four. Book now at bigfour.com.au and First Choice Liquor. This is Off the Bench for Kubota diesel generators. Big Four. Book now at bigfour.com.au and First Choice Liquor. Yeah, Benny Jones, Scotty Sattler here with you. Hope you're enjoying the program for First Choice Liquor, all your liquor needs, and our great friends at Kubota. Uh, before we talk about a big weekend ahead in motorsport, the driver's seat, uh, the boys will preview what's to come on this weekend's show. Sats, uh, sad news through the week, back end of the week. Uh, a great voice, a renowned voice when it comes to Australian sport. Uh, had a huge role in the National Rugby League, and in particular state of origin, in Daryl Eastlake uh, passing away after a, a long battle with illness, um, what a, what an indelible mark he's left on the game and some of the amazing memories and moments that um, league fans right across the country will be recalling uh, since his passing. You know when people ask you, what do you remember about your childhood and what you watched in sport? Yeah. Who can you remember? And, of course, you know, growing up, you know, watching the ABC main rugby league game of the week on mm-hmm. a Saturday afternoon <laughs> was just a highlight. It was great. And then... And then of course, you you had State of Origin, which Daryl Isak was part of the DNA in yep. State of Origin. Yeah, you know, from a from a viewing point of view, he he made State of Origin bigger than what it already was. You know, it, State of Origin was one level. You know, it was a level of intensity, great promotion, and but then Daryl Isak, like on the actual night of the game, he took it to another level and. Yeah, through the eighties and the nineties, some of his great calls uh, throughout Origin, but hmm. yeah, he made. He made some sports actually seem interesting. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, like, I'm not talking about the athletes themselves because you, you always respect the athletes and yeah. the, the work they put in to get to whatever level they're at. But weightlifting, which mm. yeah, the only thing you're looking for weightlifting is someone to break a record by screaming the loudest and lifting <laughs> a heavy weight or yeah. Yeah. the weight crumbles, the person crumbles under the weight and it yeah. collapses on them. Hurts they're the only things yeah. you're looking at in weightlifting. But yeah. Daryl like sometimes yelled louder than the weightlifters yeah. <laughs> who were attempting records. But, yeah, yeah just a, a man that was, yep. for more reports, just a pleasure to work with. Both he and Ian Maurice are, are you know, part of a lot of our childhoods. Yeah. Yep. They formed this great combination, in, in um, especially in State of Origin and Wide Water Sports. And, yeah, so famous, is he, that you know, Billy Birmingham actually mm. based a lot of his characters around... Daryl Eastlake. Yeah, he sure did. Surf life-saving. He was a huge voice in, in that space as well. And you're right. It's probably one of those things that's it's probably hard for us to explain, listen to our old old sound here, but to the next generation who are spoilt with the 24-7 sports coverage they get, 560 mm. channels to choose from. And at the touch of a button on your smartphone or tablet device, you can watch whatever sport. You know, Back in those days of the 80s and, and particularly through the 90s, that it was wide world of sports that connected us with so many of those... I guess you'd call them obscure sports at times. Um, yep. And, and Daryl Eastlake uh, was just a, a massive part of that. And, and even for me as a young boy growing up in country Victoria, we only saw three NRL games each year, and they were the three origin games that would be beamed live uh, on Channel 9 mm-hmm. into, our, into our living rooms. And um, Daryl Eastlake was sort of the first voice that I heard calling 
National Rugby League games. So, again, it's a it's a sad loss, and um, there's been an outpouring of uh, of tributes throughout the throughout the week. I remember in Origin, there's a famous Origin player by the name of Chris Choppy Close, mm. and he just had massive legs, <laughs> massive legs. That was he's famous for. Just yeah, such yeah. a great player he was. <laughs> I can never forget Daryl East, like you said. Look at Chris Close, such huge legs, huge. <laughs> yeah, he added an extra fifteen U's to huge. It was quite, uh, yeah. quite uh, a memory. But uh, yeah, to uh, obviously Daryl's family and friends and those within the league community and sporting community, uh, we send out our condolences uh, quickly before we get to the break. It's been a massive week on the driver's seat. Last week's show was massive. Uh, they caught up with Craig Lowndes, fresh from his win in Tassie at the Super Sprint, uh, and they spoke to him, Matt and Steve, about. Obviously, his great career, but maybe how much he's got left in the tank. Let's have a listen to what Craig Lowndes had to say on last week's edition of The Driver's Seat. What season are you in now? How many seasons is this? 19, 20? Uh, 20, 20? How many moons are gone by? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Craig debuted in, was it 96, mate? 96 full-time, 94 yes. as a co-driver with Brad Jones. So, yeah, 96 as a full-timer. Do you ever get to the point where you just go, I don't want to get on a plane this week. I don't want to get on a, I don't want to stay in another hotel. I don't want to get another hire car. Does, that, does it ever even go through your mind? And if it does, is that the point where you start thinking, uh-oh, I better think about retirement? Yeah, no, at the moment, it's, uh, you know, I'm loving life and I'm loving the category and uh, doing what we do. And, of course, that, that, that makes it so much easier when you're winning races, I've got to tell you. But um, I think that that, that that is one of the things, one of, one of two things that, for me, that would, would sort of put me out of the driver's seat is, is the enjoyment of, of being part of uh, supercars. And what you've just said, the travelling, being away from home, uh, sleeping in hotel rooms and all that mm. side of it. So that enjoyment there is still there. There's no doubt about that. But also being competitive and making sure that you're just not making up the numbers. You want to be there on your own merits because you're, you're representing your sponsors, yourself, the team. And, uh, and as I said, we, we ticked a lot of boxes over the weekend. It, you know, it was the first for the team for a podium at the pole and a win. So um, you know, hopefully this year we'll show that we can do and reproduce that, that performance and, and, uh, and move on and uh, you know, look forward to, to next year as well. As I said, for for twenty plus years, we have seen the Craig Lounge smile, that big toothy grin that you give. And but there's just in the last couple of years, it's it's been there. Uh, but you could just tell behind the scenes there was also a grimace there. But I reckon I that smile that I saw from you over the weekend was the Craig Lounge of old. It was absolutely sensational. That smile it was brilliant. <laughs> yeah, thank you. As That's I said, standard. it's much easier to smile when you're winning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. But it's, um, yeah, but it, it, look, it is. It, it was, as I said, it, it, you know, last year was a terrible year for for us, and, and you can't deny it. And I'm not going to hide behind it. Like we, we no. had a, a roller coaster year, and we had up and downs. We had great race cars, but we did we we qualified poorly, below par. And you know, we yes, we came back in the races, and we yes, we had some good results, but really wasn't what we and what I would like to see. And uh, you know, as I said, we worked really hard over Christmas to to rectify that. And uh, you know, Adelaide was okay, Grand Prix was up and down a little bit because of the qualifying format. But you know, really Tasmania, we showed that we can come out of the blocks and uh, you know and show good form and and win races. And that's all we're going to do. Uh, you know, we'll move on to Phillip Island. We go to then Perth. Um, two circuits that we've had great success at. So uh, you know, I think we're 61 points behind Jamie at the moment. So 
uh, yeah, look, That's, we'll just keep yeah. plugging away and see where we can end up. So there's Craig Lowndes. Uh, the boys have got another huge, huge show coming up Sunday. Last year's Philip Island 500 winner, Chaz Mostart, will join the boys on the show. Greg Russ will drop by for a chat, and they'll open up the Classic Cars Corner with Malcolm Owens as well. You can catch the latest episode of The Driver's Seat this weekend or online via Facebook, where you can track down the boys' podcast at Driver's Seat Show. Plenty still to come. Sats' tips for the remainder of Round 7. Uh, that's coming up next right here on Off The Bench. It's time for Scotty's Tips for Big Four Holiday Parks. Book your next great Australian break at bigfour.com.au. All over Australia, they've got every area covered, Big Four. Book now, bigfour.com.au, whether going on a long-term holiday, a short mini break, uh, you've got the kids tagging along, maybe you've got the... Felines and the canines tagging along too on the family holiday. Big Four will look after you, bigfour.com.au. Hey, Sats, uh, round seven. Um, let's get this underway. Your thoughts on what's ahead of us. Bronco Storm, I know we've spoken about it earlier, but uh, you are going with the Storm, I believe. I'm going one? with the Storm. Um, I think it's going to be an arm wrestle for, for quite a, a large part of the game, but I think the Storm will come over the top of them in the end. Okay. Saturday, uh, triple header, some cracking games to look forward to here. Tough ones too. Uh, yeah, Rabbits Raiders, this might be the toughest of the lot. What are you thinking? Yeah, I agree. Uh, I'm going to take the Rabbits just because of the form of Tom and George Burgess and Sam Burgess now coming back. Oh. I'm going to take yep. the Rabbits. Young Adam uh, Dewey, who's their young halfback utility, has just signed for three more years. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm going to take the Rabbits, but I think you're right. It's the hardest one to pick. Um, and the Tigers versus the Knights. I yeah. uh, love what the Tigers are doing. Uh, Knights were gallant last week against the Melbourne Storm, just didn't have enough class across the field. And I just like what the Tigers are doing defensively at the yep. moment. I think whatever the Knights throw at them, I think the Tigers could handle it and withstand it. So I'm going to take the Tigers. And the Cowboys-Titans uh, must win. I mean, that's the greatest understatement of the show to say that uh, for North Queensland, they lose this and cheese curtains, I reckon, the season. The Titans haven't been bad at times. They've had a couple of stinkers throughout the season today. But, uh, yeah, this is an intriguing one. Cowboys should be winning it, shouldn't they? Oh, they should have won last week against the Bulldogs. <laughs> I point. think it shows how bad the Titan, sorry, the Cowboys are going, Benny, mm. when the Bulldogs accounted for them quite comfortably last week, and then the Bulldogs last night couldn't score a point. So I think it shows how bad the Cows are going at the moment. Yep. The Titans got a lot of injuries, a lot of key injuries. Nathan Peets out at hooker, uh, which defensively, I suppose, puts them back a cog, but they get Mitch Rain, and who's a, who's a very good attacker, uh, I'm going to take the Cowboys, and I'm only taking the Cowboys because I expect them to win soon. Mm. Uh, they are very predictable <laughs> and pedestrian, and the Titans defensively have got a they're very resilient defensively. The Titans, and you'd think if some, a team is predictable, yep. the Titans should be able to shut them down. But I, again, I just think class here may may get the best for the Cowboys. What's going to be interesting, really, really quickly, Benny, is the the olden. The older and ageing Jonathan Thurston, who it's listen, let's admit that he's not in the greatest form at the moment, up against the young, energetic Ash Taylor. Mm. That's going to be an interesting contest. Absolutely. Sunday, two games to wrap up the weekend's action. Uh, and, uh, well, as I said, a bit of negative press surrounding these two clubs. Uh, the Eels for their... On-field efforts and the Seagulls, well, a bit of both on and off-field. Uh, there's got to be a winner. Who do you think, Sats? Seagulls need to win to mm. take a lot of the focus away of what's happening off the field. It's amazing what a win can do when your fans are starting to be to divide and be polarised and yep. and try and side with who they believe is right and wrong. So a win can eradicate that for a small period of time. 
I think the Eels will win at half time. I think the Seagulls will be the be winning the leaders at full time. Mm. Um, but again, one of those games you just it's really tough to pick because the Eagles have got so much going against them at the moment just with tapping off the field, which can affect your playing group. The Eels, from all accounts on Thursday, had a really heavy one-on-one physical session against each other. They can go two ways. They can spark your mind back into some form of urgency or it can just add to the workload and the worry and the and the hurt that you've been going through for the first six weeks. But I'm going to take the Seagulls. Okay. Uh, final game of the weekend. Uh, quick thoughts on this one. The Sharks, they're wounded at the moment. They've got some yeah. key players out injured and the Panthers they are going quite nicely. The local, they actually went down to the local beach and just found a couple of guys that could play this week, the Sharks, <laughs> because yeah. they've got so many injuries, the poor, yep. the poor um, first-grade squad. But... Um, I think the Panthers. I think the Panthers have been sending a, a real ominous warning to a lot of in the competition that they're uh, one of the competition favourites. All right, Big Four Holiday Parks. Book your next great Australian break at bigfour.com.au. This has been Off the Bench. We're powered by Kubota diesel generators and also first choice liquor for all your liquor needs. Sats, have yourself a fantastic weekend in league and we'll catch you same time next week. Thanks, Benny.